Oh, good. We're going chasing. Hello, dear, and welcome to... We're going chasing. Hello, no. and welcome to... We're going chasing. Now, we have a lot on the agenda, lads, so we'll cut the chase and get straight down to the business. Hello and welcome to the We're Going Chasing Dublin Racing Festival Saturday preview. Um, Killian Broderick and Katie Midwinter have kindly joined me here this evening. Uh, thanks to you both for coming on. Thanks for having me thanks on. Having me. Uh, yeah, um, I suppose, look, it's, it's a great weekend's racing. Um, there's, there's, I suppose, there are small fields in Leopardstown on Saturday. Uh, we got the decorations today, so it, it's not it's not as probably as as competitive as it might have been last year and the field sizes are definitely down but um it's it's definitely still a good race and for all Willie does have a lot a lot of horses in the grade ones um so we might just start straight away into the the Nathaniel Lacey Solicitor's Novice Hurdle at the grade one over two miles six furlongs uh so Predator's Gold uh the favorite here um you've got Stellar Story, Jatara, Lachlan, I Will Be Bay and Dancing City in it um so I'll kill in I'll come to you first uh where would you be looking in this race? Uh, to me, this looks to be between the top two. I suppose we kind of be saying the same for a few races uh, on the card. Uh, but I think it's worth chance, chancing a Lachlan here. Uh, firstly, with the favourite Predator's Gold. I don't think, although he was second the last day, I'm not sure that was a great race. It kind of fell apart in my eyes. And I thought that him back to two miles was a bit of a weird move. I kind of nearly would have fancied him more if he hadn't had that run. I was coming here off the back of his uh, first win. Uh, so it's a bit of a weird one. And I think at 13 to 8, I think he's plenty short enough now. Uh, uh, Lachlan is big, scopey horse. He's probably a horse you could see running next year, kind of in the four-miler. He should take the fencing very well. Uh, I liked what he did at Limerick. He only won a lint, but I think he was a lot better than uh, the bare results. He didn't go a mad gallop. And uh, I think he won snugly at the line. Um, look, he'll definitely stay. Um, I think there's no guarantee Predator's Gold will stay, although he's by Mass Marvel and has decided to Uh, I think Lachlan's a certain stayer. He did very well in his bumpers. He beat Firefox and ran, ran well in champion bumper, considering he wasn't that type of horse, really. Um, the one worry is maybe there isn't a guaranteed front runner in here. So maybe Patrick might have to do a bit of his own work in front, but even if he does, I think he should have a bit more in the locker than some of these. So I think it's worth maybe taking on the favourite in the first race because there mightn't be that many races where you can do it on the card. So my vote goes to Lachlan. Yeah, fair enough. So you've gone with Lachlan. Uh, Katie, where would you be looking in this race? I really like Predator's Gold. Like, I'm a big fan of his and I've backed him for the Albert Bartlett because I think he's shaped as a thorough stayer. Um, I see the angle with the, the drop back and trip last time maybe a little bit of a strange one, but I think it was more of a sense that He's such a strong stayer and, you know, himself and Corwell Potter pulled, what, 40 lengths clear of the rest of them on that day. It was really testing, wasn't it? And he needed a horse with plenty of stamina and I think he showed that he has that. The fact that he's run over further as well at Prentistown, Mossy Fen Park, was six lengths behind that day. He's frank form. I think he's really proven his stamina there and, and I'm excited to see what he can do with his step up and trip. And then it's another couple of furlongs in the Albert Bartlett, but I think it will suit him well. So I'm kind of keen to keep him on side wherever he goes. I mean, this is, is a tough opposition against him in here, but I think he's going to keep on improving. Um, and I do think the step up and trip is really going to suit. So I'm, I'm keen to stick with him. No, that's fair enough. And I suppose for myself, I, I do. I'm a big fan of Predator's Gold as well. Um, I think the, the horse he beat in, in his maiden hurdle, uh, Mossy Finn Park, is 
is a smashing horse and like when he steps up to three miles next year over a fence like the sky's the limit with him really I think um like I liked what he, what he did in Down Ryland. Like it did Frank the Farm a little bit. Uh, he's he's a very good horse. Um, on Predators Gold going back in trip, yeah, it was very strange. I think it was just because, I suppose the, the ground was was so bad. They said they might chance him, but, um, like I don't think you can read into that race at all. Like Down Memory Lane's way better horse and got beaten forty four lengths. Uh, and the likes of Daddy Longlegs pulled up as well. Like they're they're very good horses, and the ground just just completely destroyed the race. Um. I sort of half like Jatara, um, the mayor in it. I think she's she's improving with every run uh, this season. And what she did the last day o- over two and a half miles of Christmas was was taken enough. Uh, like she's rated 142 now with the mayor's allowance. Like that's putting her on the cusp of sort of 150. I'm not sure. Like Lachlan, he's very genuine horse, but I'd say he's a real, real thorough stare. Like he's, he's three miles plus um, and... I just think he might be cut for a small bit of toe in this. Um, and I suppose Jatara, like I was I was hoping <laughs> there wouldn't be a Gordon Elliott runner and, and Jack a rider, but they've they've a they've a good replacement in Rachel Blackmore anyway. So um I'd probably side with her. I think it's as you say, Killian, you don't want to be back in Favs all day. So if if I can take on one, he's he's probably one I, I really want yeah. to take on anyway, just because like uh, I don't know, six to four, thirteen to eight. It's not. It's not that appealing. Um, in like there's any of the top four can win it really. I think. Um, but I I go with Jatara to be honest. Um, so that brings us on to the second race of the day, which is the um, McCann Fitzgerald Spring Juvenile Hurdle, the Grade One. So, one second, I'll pull it up. So top of the betting there we have a uh, Storm Heart, uh, six to four. Uh, Marge Bora for JPF Manus, Mark Walsh, Willie Mullins, 13 to 2, Cargis, Calaconti, 7 to 1, Bunting, 10s, and um, th- the rest bigger then. Uh, so, Katie, I'll come to you first on this one. Where would you be looking at? I usually like taking on a favourite, but I'm again looking at Stormheart here. I was just so impressed with the way that he ran his maiden hurdle at Punchestown over Christmas. He just quickened away so well in, in testing ground two, and he still looks quite raw and experienced. So, You'd hope there'd be plenty more improvement to come from him. But again, you could say that for plenty of these, like they could all improve plenty and, and do well enough to like be playing a part in this and in, in the big juvenile races this season. I will give a quick mention to one that I think is a massive price, and that is Ethical Diamond, also for Willie Mullins. He cost 320,000 guineas in July. I think he was bought as a dual-purpose horse. Um, looked like they maybe had a... Melbourne Cup hope in him possibly in the future um, I just don't think the heavy ground suited him at Leopardstown when he was behind a few of these and, and when he gets better conditions I think it'd be one to keep a, an eye on he is a massive price I might have a small saver on him um, but you know again like there's a few in here that that come into it with big reputations and and a few bubbles might be burst but Stormheart I just he made such an impression on me last time and you know his price reflects the way that he won uh, his maiden but I just really like him so I'm going to have to go for the favourite again uh, I suppose it is it is a real favourite stay and a favourites weekend but uh, yeah Stormheart does, does look a very good horse uh, so Killian, where would you be looking? Look um, in general Juvenile hurdles won't be my cup of tea but um, this will I suppose sort out the picking order now Juvenile hurdlers, uh, it's a bit of a guessing game, really. Uh, one thing I would say about Stormheart is um, 
Paul has obviously chosen chosen him, but I think in the comments after he won the last day were particularly uh dazzling we'll say like they thought they were they were they were a bit surprised by the way he won. Uh, there will be plenty more improvement, but it's just improvement too in Cargis and and Calaconti, I'd say. Um, JP's runner Marsborough, he comes with a big reputation. He's possibly a horse. Uh, that you'll see uh more improvement to come over next season and the year after. Uh, whether he's forward enough to win this, I'm not sure. Uh, one there's not much talk about his bunting. Uh, Tony Bloom's runner. I thought he created a nice impression at Limerick. Um, he's about ten to one now. Brian Hayes rides. Uh, we'll see if he's fancy. We can be sure Tony Bloom will move the market. Um, JP could also move the market, so I think it's possibly a race. You're going to have an eye on the exchanges, see which way it's going. Uh, look, it's very hard to have a strong opinion, but I think uh, I'm not blown away by the kind of vibes around Stormheart anyway. Um. So if I maybe a chance when it might be a uh, bunting, and especially if there's a bit of support, uh, but yeah, it's it's an interesting race and one we're going to learn a lot a lot from. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely a very competitive race. Like any of the top six or seven that's been mentioned there, that they, they all have chances. I like the two mares, uh, particularly Cargis. Uh, I just think that the way she ran at Christmas, like she she just pulled so hard for for a mile and a half nearly that race and. Like she was given three pounds to Calaconte as well. They're back on off a level this playing field, um, getting the seven pounds off the off the Gelden. So um I think I think she'll reverse form with Calaconte. Um, whether that'll be good enough to bother the likes of Stormheart, I'm not sure. But at seven to one, I think she, she's a she's a fair each way bet. And like I wouldn't be surprised if Calaconte went and improved again. If you if you actually I think we said it on one of the previous podcasts, if you look back at that race. Um, it was definitely shown in RT on the day. I I don't know if it's on the race and TV replay, but um, the two mares went 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 about three furlongs out on the next circuit. They couldn't pull either of them up. Um, yeah. So that that's a great sign as well. Like everything else was stopping because it was bad ground. And I think maybe if yeah. the ground, I suppose a lot of these probably do <laughs> do like the soft ground bunting Stormheart both one on heavy. Um, and like uh, the quicker ground, I'd have reservations about both of those. But everything has nearly. Had had heavy in the description, such as the winter we've had. But uh, I I'd probably go a tentative vote to Cargis each way. Um, if I was having having a, a play in this race, um, so that's where we've gone with um Killian is saying bunting Cargis and, and Katie's with Stormheart. So uh, the third race on the card then is the Goffs Irish article. Uh, we were wronged by William Mullins <laughs> today. Um, he had. <laughs> All the talk was that Gaelic Warrior would be running in this and we'd get a big matchup between uh, Marine National and Gaelic Warrior and see, like, is the Willie pecking order going to be completely shuffled for, for Cheltenham? But uh, apparently Fasal Vega did a very good piece of work and he, he's in instead. Um, so Marine National tops the betting 4-9, uh, to nine, Fasal Vega 4-9-2, uh, um, found a 58-1. to one. Then you've got Ilay Tomps 20-1, Sharjah doubled that at 40s and uh, Seneca for for Vincent Halley is a hundred and fifty to one. Uh so Killian, um where where do you see this going or is it just a case of Marine National wins it? Uh well look this this could have been the race the weekend really couldn't it and uh, if Gaelic Warrior was running it would have sided with him but no it's uh, it's hard to oppose Marine National. I'm not gonna try and be too clever here and make a case or something but um Look, Marine National, he jumped very well the last day. This is a step up, but 
he should have the beating of these horses. I thought Fasal Vega and the Supreme probably went for home too soon in all fairness, but I don't I could I just can't trust Fasal Vega. Um I think Bifula should take on Marie National here. Um found the fifty one the last day, but I don't think it was a brilliant race and I probably have Ilete Tom a bit shorter in the betting. He might be an angle into the race and betting without market. I think Ilete Tom. Uh, I think Danny will be picking up the pieces late, if possible. Um, but no, I think uh, Barry Connell's uh, star performer will stay unbeaten here. Yeah, I think that's that's the general consensus. Uh, Katie, do you agree with that? Yeah, I think it is hard to take him on. But I think for Silvega, this will probably suit him a bit more than Supreme did, in the sense that I thought he'd shape into a better chaser than a hurdler. And now over fences... Had he not been beaten last time, I think we'd be really excited by this rematch between the two of them. I think it's good that we are getting it over fences. Fasil Vega's taking his chance against them again. But like on what Marine Nacional showed uh, last time, he was foot perfect on his chasing debut, top class. And it is quite hard to see Fasil Vega reversing that form now based on his last run. I did think he had some excuses, like he was racing wide and found a 50, was kind of bothering him. He was jumping out to his right, throughout in front of him. And it, it didn't really go to plan for Fasil Vega. And I'm a big fan of the horse. So I would like to see him um, like bounce back to form and, and really put it up to Marine National. But I think Marine National ultimately is just going to have a bit too much speed for him um, in the finish. Although I do hope Fasil Vega at least like, runs well enough and and then goes into Cheltenham with at least a decent chance, either, well, probably more likely in the Turners, because I think he, he does want to step up in trip now. I will just give a word to Founder 50. I was quite impressed by him last time, in a way, because he did everything wrong. So I wasn't, like, impressed with his jumping and that, but I was impressed with him, the way that he was able to win it, having jumped right throughout and just not running well, in a sense, he was able to like see out the race really well and showed that he had a really good engine. So if he improves his jumping, which he's going to have to improve plenty, I think he could shape into a really nice horse because the engine is clearly there. He's just making a lot of novice mistakes, which you know he can do in his novice season. But I think looking forward, he, he could turn into a nice one if, if they're just able to sharpen up his jumping and, and get him a bit more focused. But... I mean, it's hard to see a bet in the race for me. I think Marie National is, is probably going to be too good at the end of the day, but I will be cheering Fasil Vega on in hope that he, he'll run a good race. No, that's fair enough. And I think it's, uh, yeah, everyone's saying that Marie National is is one of the sort of bankers of the weekend. I thought uh, Mark Boylan from Darius Field had an interesting tweet up and it was something I'd, I'd spoke to a few people about um, when it came out, um, when he ran at Christmas, that he did have a wind up in the summer. And he wore a tongue tie, um, and he wears wears the tongue tie again on on um on Saturday. But like you do have to worry a small bit about, especially on on a softer surface. Like, would you worry a small bit about his wind? That like it mightn't be. It's obviously not hectic, and I don't know will it will it hinder him this season because he seems just so superior to the to the two milers we've seen so far, but maybe next year when he steps into open company and take on the likes of John Bond and El Fabiolo and others that maybe that might, 
he might struggle a small bit there, but um, he does, he does, he's the classiest horse in the race, and I find it very hard to see him getting beat here. Uh, Ilya Thompson, the horse I like, and like, I I do think he he could be the one to to follow him home there, but we won't spend too much longer on that. Uh, so we move on to the fourth race today. It's the race and stay Leopardstown handicap hurdle over three miles, um. So at top of the betting here, we have a fine margin. Willie Mullins, uh, five to one. Canal End, Mark Walsh, J.P. Manis, uh, six to one. Panda Boy, Shambali Kid, Music Atara. Uh, and then it's uh, 12s bar that. Uh, so Katie, I'll come to you first this time. Um, Is there anything that's uh, sticking out to you there? I like a couple in here. Um, I fine margin, I think he's been nibbled that already. And I couldn't believe the drift on him at Haydock. Um, like I was there that day and, I remember him being a single figure price and then all of a sudden he was 22 to one and he battled well against late lane. I think it's a really nice horse. Um, the winner just got away from him at the end, but he was staying on all the time. He finished ahead of Prambo there, who usually frank the form um, and being Paisley Park in the long walk. And you know, the form is looking good now too after last weekend. So I think off a mark of 130, he'd be bang there. But I was kind of leaning towards Canal End for Peter Fahey. I think he's got a great chance. I think he like he might have been trained for this. Mark Walsh is in the saddle um, for JP McManus. He was third in listed company behind Lavwan uh, last time out. He was staying on really well and he was an eye catcher at Galway before that. Um, just quietly like getting into the race and just staying on in the finish. Um, and a couple of useful horses came out of his fairy house win as well, and and that was comfortable enough. And the market had taken no chances on him here at six to one, but. I think he'll be short enough on the day and I think he's going to have a really good chance. And one at more of an each way price for me was Search for Glory. Now, he was entered in the race earlier on in the card as well, the first race, I think. Um, but he's going for this one, handicap debut. I think he could be quite interesting off a mark of 136. He's unexposed, stayed on well last time when he was fourth behind Loughlin. Um, He led that day. They went slowly enough and he's a strong stay. I think he would probably have preferred a, a tougher stamina test on that day. Um, but here around 16 to 1 I think there's worse each race out so there'd be two against the field there for me No, that's fair enough uh, Killian, um, any fancies here? Um, I think this is the only race I really have something at a big price um, I'm going to take a swing at Black Bamboo at 33 to 1 for John Joseph Murphy he's at the bottom of the weights there with um, Daniel King taking off 3 so he's effectively effectively running off a mark of 118, which I think is fair enough. Uh, he finished sixth the last day over two miles at Leopardstown, uh, which I don't think would have been his ideal distance. Obviously, he steps up here in this race to three miles. Uh, in that race, Leopardstown, he travelled fairly well uh, before coming off the bridle, kind of off the bend. But he stayed going well. It was only beaten about 12 lengths. Um, Michael O'Sullivan has ridden him in his last few starts. I was kind of hoping Michael might be on again. Uh, because I think this horse needs to be dropped in towards the back of the field and delivered late. And Michael's very good at doing that. But with Daniel King on, he's taking off a few pounds, which, like I said, is valuable. Um, the worry about this horse is he has has he has a tendency to hang sometimes, which isn't ideal. But I think with a good a big field like this, and if he gets cover, uh, he should travel away nicely at the back and. Three miles, he's by fame and glory, so he should stay. Um, look, I think at 33 to 1, he might even get bigger, uh, with five or six places or whatever. But, you know, he's worth to go because 
it's fine to hard find it's hard to find something at bigger prices over the weekend. So he's kind of the one um I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a chance on a 33 to one. No, that's fair enough. And like we were saying before that like you wouldn't mind having having a poke at something like that at thirty three <laughs> rather than than back a horse for the sake of it at, at a single figure price in one of these handicaps. Yeah. And uh he actually went off thirteen to two at last day too, so he wasn't unfancied in that race. Yeah. Um so you know, stepping up to three miles we, we could see an improvement and suddenly he's he's a thirty three to one shot here and he is wearing a hood too for the first time. Um so that's interesting. Okay, I yeah. think he has a good few positives now beside his name, uh, for considering his price. No, definitely. I, I agree with a lot of points you made up there. Um, so one one I sort of like in this race is uh, another one down down the bottom of the way. It's number twenty four, Ishan, uh, for for Sam Curling. Uh, he's he's a very progressive horse. Uh, six year old. He's had a lot of runs. Uh, he's had had fourteen runs over hurdles. Um, and it took him a while to to sort of get going, but but he won a handicap this time last year off off a market eighty four. Um. Came back then uh, in October after after a couple of runs, uh, sort of opened him up in September, and he he hosed up in Limerick off ninety one, uh, went to Thurles off one hundred and three, got beat, and then, um, stepped up to three miles and um was a cozy enough winner of a handicap at Limerick at Christmas on heavy ground. Uh, so he's up to a mark of one hundred and twelve now, but I I'd say he's still progressing. The the only sort of negative on him is is maybe the. The ground might be a small bit quick for him, but again, at, at about twenty-five to one, I I'd be willing to chance him at that. And and the fact that he is, he's off a featherweight. Um, the the yard have had a lot of winners on the track this season. Um, which which you mightn't think is he is a, he's a point to point trainer. Um, and this horse especially has been one of the one of the leading lights in it. But uh, I think he he does have scope for a bit of improvement off one hundred and twelve. And it's just a question of, is this is this a a bridge too far? Um, for for a still very young horse for all the runs he has had and then another one I was sort of looking at as well is um is Music Atara I think it's it's an obvious enough one uh, she she'd, she she won at the Christmas meeting uh, over two and a half miles on heavy ground she, she was really well punted that day um, she went off seven to two and, and beat Helico Conti by two lengths um, stepping up to three miles I'd say it'll be the making of her um, she's looked like she's needed that step up in trip for, for a good while and she was sort of bumping into one or two the the last couple of last season and, and just finding one too good and over that two and a half mile trip eventually got her head in front which I think will help her and now going up to three miles I think we might see a small bit more further improvement I, I don't know has she got an awful lot in hand uh, maybe she might have enough to sneak one of these um, but that'd be sort of where I'd be looking there Um, so we'll move on to the the main race today, uh, the forerunner Paddy Power Irish Gold Cup, uh, Galloping de Champ four to nine, faster slow, three to one, conflated twelves, and I am Maximus is forty to one. So, Killian, is it as simple as it's a match between Galloping and faster slow? Yeah, you'd have to think so. That it's a match. Um, look, Galloping probably is the most likely winner, but at two is on or three ons, whatever he's going to be. I think that's short enough now, to be honest. There's 12 pounds between him on ratings. Uh, faster slow is obviously beaten twice. Um, look, I just have the feeling that Martin Brazil is going to this race quite confident. Um, look, he's obviously fresh coming into the race. Uh, look, I just, I've never been blown away by Gallup and Deschamps other than the last day. But kind of more I look at the race, I kind of think 
he looked better than what he was. Um, look, last year I couldn't have him in the Gold Cup after beating Fury Road here last year. Jumped the last Fury Road. Look, obviously he was ridden different the last day and that kind of led to improvement in form. But I think faster slow can just sit off him and JJ would follow him around and have one go at him um, going to the last. Look, I wouldn't like to be back in galloping the champ but odds on like that. And I think this is a lot tighter than people are probably giving, you know, a lot tighter than people are saying. So, um, look, if I was forced, I probably would chance faster slow. Uh, just because I, I have faith in Martin Brazel. Um, I like that he's taking on the clash here and he's not waiting for Cheltenham. He's going to come here and he's ready to go. So, faster slow, I think, could maybe take another scalp from Galpin the Champ. It'd be another another massive scalp if he does do it. Uh, Katie, what do you think? It's probably not a race I'd be having a bat in. Like, I'd be with Killian in that four to nine Galpin the Champ. So, I'd probably leave him at that price. But I think he will win, although he has to reverse that form with fast or slow. He has to prove himself against him. And the three to one about fast or slow, it, it does look a big price. Um, considering it, it does look like a match on paper. I wouldn't really be looking at the other two. Like I think Conflate will probably run better than he did last time, but he's gonna have to find plenty if he's gonna be anywhere near the first two in the market. I think it's gonna be good that, like Killian said, we're getting this rematch now ahead of Cheltenham as well. It, it's going to make it quite exciting, but hopefully they, they both run well and then we can look forward to another race between them um, next month. I think Galloping will probably edge it here, but, you know, if fast or slow just does track him throughout and then gets that one go on him and maybe he's able to beat him for speed, it's it's going to be a really good finish. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's an exciting one anyway. Yeah, I think that's it's definitely going to be a very exciting race. And even though there only is four runners, like you only need these two to turn up to have a race. Um, so that's fair enough. I think Gallop and Deschamps, the, the whole key to him is is how they position him in the race. If you go back to his beginner's chase, I was there in Leopardstown that day. And my mouth was open afterwards. Like it was devastating what he did. Um, just bounced out and pinged everything. Um, when he is ridden like that, he's I think he's effectively unbeatable. Um, and he, he showed that when when he did go forward uh at Leopardstown at Christmas, like the, the runs where he's been beaten by um by faster slow in Punchestown last year and in, in the John Dirk, and they've they've tried to hold him up and they held him up in the gold cup as well. And like his jumping just doesn't it's it's not as good. Like people say, Oh, is the fall he had at Cheltenham as a novice, like it's because of his over exuberant jumping. But I think that's that's what makes him. He's he's taken lints out of horses there and like I think he nearly won the gold cup in spite of the way he was ridden last year. And I think if he goes forward fast or slow, can't live with him. Um yeah, I don't know. Do I want uh, to I, back him at four to nine pre race? But if it, if I see him jump out in front, uh, I just can't see faster slow getting by him. Yeah, I faster slow is a brilliant jumper though. Like he won't make lints on him too easily. Like yeah, but I'd be saying that like when when Gallopin Deschamps is held up, he's losing lints on faster slow. Like at least he's going yeah. to be off off a leveler playing field when he does go yeah. forward. Um, more so than he's actually going to take lengths out of faster slow but it's an intriguing race and it like it'll be interesting to see what what JJ Slevin does like you'd assume it'll be the exact same tactics on Gallopin as Christmas um, yeah like uh, he came from faster slow beat and punches down like he came from a fair way back didn't he yeah like 
it's kind of tricky for Paul too, like how fast you go. You kind of have that in the back of his head too. Yeah, I yeah, think you do. It's, it's it is it is an interesting one. Like, but I I think Gallup and Deschamps seen to best effect when he's going forward. But um, yeah, that would be just my opinion on it. And it's yeah, it, I agree because he he jumps so much better when he's out in front. You see yeah. in his fences, and he's just able to get into that nice rhythm. Like a couple of times before that, and even in the Gold Cup as well, he was just making these like slight little errors. He just wasn't jumping as exuberant as he usually does, and just putting himself off a little bit. And you're right, like in spite of his jumping at Cheltenham, he was still able to win as he did, which was hugely impressive. And I and I'm with you. Like if he goes to the front and gets some nice jumps in early, gets into a good rhythm, he's going to be very hard to beat. And then fast or slow is is really going to have a race on him. Yeah, but it it does look like hopefully we see the the top two in the bet and jump the last together, uh, and we get a really good finish in, in the race. That'd be what what I'd be hoping for anyway. Um, so the the next race and the second last race in the card is the Ryanair Handicap Chase, uh, over two miles in a furlong. Um, so at top of the bet in here we have. Uh, Pat Daru for uh Gavin Cromwell uh, five to one Solness Joseph O'Brien, JJ Slevin five to one. Uh, the English horse for Sophie Leash, Madara six to one, the Folks Tiara seven to one, the big chap nines, and last year's winner, uh, Fine Lorders is twelves, and it's bigger the rest. Uh, so Katie, we'll we'll come to you here first on this one. Um, have you any fancies in this race? I'm going right down to the bottom of the card here, and I'm hoping you're with me, Killian. <laughs> one of my old favourites is running the little Yank. I love him. You can never write him off. Like he's fifty to one, but you know he's placed at this meeting a couple of years ago at eighty to one, didn't he? And it was yeah. over three miles. Like I would prefer him over further than this. I think this is sharp enough for him. But you just never know with him. Like he's such a a gallant horse. Like he always gives his all. And like I remember putting him up that time when he was eighty to one. He was a hundred to one. Like the day before, I remember putting up to him. And he ran a blinder for me, and I've loved him ever since. So. Yeah, I've just got to be with a little Yank wherever he goes. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Little Yank is he's one of the he's one of my favorite horses in training. But I just think this over two miles might be might be a step too far. Even even John Ryan can't maybe can't pull that off. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a bit open. Like at the top of the market, I didn't really have a strong fancy in there. Um, I was quite keen on Don't Go Yet if he was going to be declared, but unfortunately he hasn't. So. I'm just gonna have to stick with the little yank and stay loyal to him. <laughs> so, Killian, do you have do you have any fancies in this race then? Um, I landed on Salness, but I was hoping he might be about sevens, where he's only a five to one shot here, so it's kind of an each way bet to nothing, I suppose, really. But um, I think he's improving. He's only a six year old. This is his eight start over fences. Uh, he was unlucky over the summer. He bumped into Hercule Desai, uh, JP at Manus's. Uh, he's a fair weapon now especially on summer ground uh but look i think you can put a line through on a cork just that was two mile four i think and they went too fast in front and uh, last year was much better he won obviously at fairy house uh he settled a lot better and as long as he's a nice pace to aim at i think he's he's all right look he's plenty of weight to carry but um i think he's going the right way and like i say he's kind of an inch i bet to nothing really i i, I think he will run well he's on an upward curve so Five to one, I think it's fair enough price. Would have preferred bigger, but still okay at fives, I think. Yeah, and Joseph does does have a good good record in this race. A wave of the sea, one of two years in a row, and he was he was third in the race last year. It's unfortunate he's not um, 
he's not able to come to come back this year to it. Um, it would have been would have been nice to see see the wave. Um, he hasn't actually ran since twenty uh, ninth. He's gone to England. He's gone to Ben Haslam. Never mind. Um, I was thinking <laughs> I, hadn't, I hadn't seen him in a while. Um, yeah, myself, I, I was I was looking at sort of those those type horses like Solness, the folks Tiara. I think um was was impressive at Christmas. Uh, he beat the big chap by by length and a half or so that day. Um, and like the even when Pat Giroux fell, I, I don't think Pat Giroux was, was going to beat the folks Tiara that day. Um, so like I, I'd happily side, side with him here. I think Grey Diamond is a horse I put straight into into my tracker when he, when he came over. Um, from from Sam Thomas's, uh, he's had two runs for Gordon now. Uh, Solness beat him by thirty five lengths, and he was beaten the last day in the the Dan Moore by Uncle Phil by twenty six lengths. Uh. Started off at 139. He's down to 136 now. I don't know. Danny Gilligan's t- taken off five pounds, but I just I'd like to have seen a bit more from him. But I I do think there is there is a horse there that could win one of these type of races. Um, but I'm just not sure. Have I seen enough to to put to put money behind him? Um, I think maybe he could be he could be one for them sort of summer handicaps in in the likes of um, Killarney and stuff. Um, so that that brings us on to the last race of the day. Then, so we've got the Donahue Future Stars, uh, National Hunt Flat Race, uh, Future Stars. Uh, I suppose it's 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 a it's a funny old title. Um, considering a dream to share is already a star, having won won this race last year and subsequently won at Cheltenham and uh, Punchestown Redemption Day is having his fiftieth start in bumpers. Then, uh, and then down a bit further, you got you ought to know enabler joystick, uh, Jerobam Mashan as well. Uh, everything here is is a bumper winner, so it is it is going to be a very very competitive race, probably the most competitive race of the day. Uh, we've got a dream to share at five to four. Uh, Killian, would you take him or leave him at that? Oh, I could leave him off at uh, that price. To be honest, uh, look, it's a race hard to get. It's hard to get excited about this now. To be honest, considering the front two in the market. Um, look, I thought maybe Emmett Mullins's runner was a bit overpriced. Uh, he beat DB Cooper there in a bumper last day. That's a fair level of form. Uh, Derek O'Connor has taken the ride. Uh, I thought he'd be a bit shorter in the bet in. Uh, I think Joystick made hard work with the last day. Uh, I wouldn't really fancy him. And Hins two to one for enough bumper at Limerick and Desperate Ground. Um, I I can't see him being in the first three anyway. So um no if I had to pick if I had to pick one maybe Emmett Mullins is and again market support would be notable, uh given the connections so yeah no look it's it's a uh, it's not really a future well it could be a future stars race maybe if something comes out of the blue but it's hard to get excited about really with the, the front two in it we know plenty about them really don't we yeah no fair enough uh Katie uh are you excited about this race I'm gonna say I'm too excited about it but I think. It's going to be quite interesting. Like There could be a nice one that will come out of it. I think with the top two in the market, it's hard to really know with them. They mm. well, Redemption Day came up a, a long layoff last time to finish second. I mean, he's been at it long enough now, hasn't he? And Dream to Share is coming off a long layoff. Like I'd, I don't know if I'd be getting involved with the top two. Um, I think maybe I'd be looking for one more of an each-way price and, and just hoping that one of the younger ones is able to to just like come out there and, and really put down a marker. Um, really. 
You also know, I think it's quite interesting. Like I like his first two runs and that former head of Croke Park, I think is quite a standout run. Uh, the enabler as well. I think he's of interest each way around 10 to one. I, I quite like the former head of Fleur in the park and Spring de la Mer. Um, so I think he's one that, that could keep on improving and, and could be going under the radar a little bit. And then at a bit of a bigger price, I will just give a mention to my great mate, who's 33 to one. Uh, he also has that former head of Fleur in the pack. He won by less distance than the enabler, though. But I think at the prices here, I'd be tempted to have just a small saver on him because I think he's one that, that could maybe improve a bit as well. Like he said, two nice wins now and just maybe he's a bit overpriced and overlooked in this one. But it's a hard one to know because like any of them could improve and it's just... It could be quite an interesting one to see uh, behind the top two in the market how they're going to shape up. Yeah, no, it's 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 it's, it's a trappy enough race. I think like it's it's obviously fitness concerns with a dream to share redemption day. Is he the same horse he was? I'm not sure. Um, interestingly, Jeroban Michon, the same connections as Farinelli. Farinelli ran in this last year, and I think he was, if I remember correctly, he was really well punted on the day, and he ended yeah. up coming third. Uh, he just hadn't the speed to lie up with a dream to share, and in fact, Defile was second, obviously. Uh, so like there was sort of two three milers really, uh, and and then the speed horse uh, won it. Uh, be interesting to see what they do with uh, Jeroban Michon for the rest of the season. Uh, I like the enabler. Uh, I think he created a very good impression in Navin. As you said, Katie, he's real gritty horse. He to to do it all that way, to do it all that day himself, and like he won won a lot easier than what what the winning margin was. I think, um, and it's just interesting to see what tactics they'll they'll employ with him because, um, I I think he might might be better if if he if they go a strong pace and he doesn't have to do it all himself. Um, I'm just sort of wondering where that might come from, um, but yeah, it's 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 a difficult race. I think. It depends how how your punting is going for the day to see if you're if you're getting stuck into a dream to share or not. Like yeah. if you see him going eight to eleven, four to six, maybe JP's uh, given John or John Kiley and John Gleason the call to say go out and win it. <laughs> I don't know, but um, yeah, I I chance a few quid each way on the enabler in that one. Um, so that brings us through the the whole card now. So I might just circle back and and ask you all for your your naps of the of the day and then if you fancy anything else on the weekend so uh katie i'll come to you first i'd say my nap of the day would be predators gold in the first i, I just really fancy him i was taken by him um when he was second to to Caldwell potter and i and i like that he's won over further so he'd probably be my best bet of the day and i have that bet on the albert Bartlett as well so i'm really hoping that he goes and wins and then really throws his name into the hat for that and then elsewhere, um, I was looking at a card at Sandown and I quite like the chances of Fortescue in the 345, a big handicap chase there. I think he's now down to a handy mark of 137. He's got Hugh Nugent claiming £3 aboard. He's a course and distance winner and he's a nice price around 12 to 1 each way. He was really impressive at uh, Haydock last time out, out, I thought, when he was second to Robin the zone, but he gave him £27 that day and it was really testing ground that when it is passing Haydock, it is really, really testing. Um, He carried top weight as well and I just thought it was a really good performance the way he stayed on, so I'll give him a big shout at Sandown. No, that that's fair enough. Uh, thanks for that. Uh, Killian, uh, what's your, your nap of the day? Um, Nap, well, look, Marine National will win. Um, I'll take on Katie with Lachlan uh, in the first race, though. 
And like I say, Black Bamboo is probably the three best of the day um, for me in that three o'clock, the handicap hurdle. Uh, just looking at the other cards, I probably won't have a look until Saturday morning at the English cards, to be honest. Uh, have a better look then. But just on Sunday, um, is Daddy Longleg is going to run, do you think, Kylian? I don't know. Sure, he has, he has so many in his life. I'd yeah. say he probably will drop him in. Yeah. yeah. He's the one, like, I thought he was a very good horse the first day when he yeah. won. Obviously pulled up on heavier ground then at Leperstown, but he's on a bit of a comeback trail. But, yeah, I was, he was a horse I was very taken by now this year, and I'd be disappointed if he's not. He's not a fair bit better than obviously what he's shown the last day. But um, yeah, look, I don't know. Yeah, Daddy Longways, maybe he's just one to watch on Sunday if he runs. No, definitely 100%. Uh, yeah, my, my nap, I'd say, uh, I'd say Cargis to place, I think, is, is a complete certainty. Um, and I, I, I'd say she's going to give it a fair rattle as well. Um, so that'd, that'd be my one. Um, and I think in terms of like the, the other the other races like even for the weekend Ishan in, in the three o'clock um especially if if we get a bit bit of rain or they decide to water the track a small bit uh, depends on what Willie Willie allows them to do um <laughs> I, I think he's uh he's he's definitely improving and off off a featherweight and that that big handicap um like you get six places there which I, I I'd say he won't be out with the first six um hopefully anyway so uh yeah th- those would be my two uh for for Saturday. Um, so I just want to thank uh, Katie and Killian for coming on uh, this evening. Uh, so this the Thursday pre- or the Saturday preview. Um, Paulo Callaghan from the Irish Field will be on for the uh, Sunday preview then uh, tomorrow evening. So uh, thanks a lot to you both and best of luck for the weekend. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks. It's